be nothing solicitous, but in everything by prayer let your petitions be made known to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Last week I explained that the Church, our Mother, distributes the Word of God Sunday after Sunday with particular attention to our needs. And so the Word of God is distributed in bite-size morsels that can easily be taken in and assimilated. Today it's quite extraordinary, really, because the Epistle of the Mass was also sung as the intro of the Mass. So we heard the same word in the intro of the Mass and again at the Epistle, but not only that. We heard a piece of it last evening at Vespers, and again a piece of it this morning at Lodz. And as you know, we in the monastery pray, what is it, every two or three hours in the day, so that we pray eight times a day. Uh, the whole day is thereby sanctified by prayer and by this distribution of the Word of God. And the same word was broken down for us. We were given a morsel at the third hour, terse, and another morsel at the sixth hour, and another at the ninth hour, three o'clock in the afternoon, roughly, and again this evening at Vespers. And the Church does this in order to facilitate our assimilation of the Word of God. And what is this word given us today, this word that is so important that the Church breaks it up and gives it to us as a mother would feed little children, one mouthful at a time. It's taken from St. Paul's Epistle to the Philippians. And the Apostle says, Brethren, rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. Let your modesty, well, that means your meekness, your gentleness of demeanor, let your modesty be known to all men. The Lord is nigh, very near. Be nothing solicitous. That means worry about nothing. Put all anxiety aside. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, asking, asking boldly, asking perseveringly, with thanksgiving, let your petitions be known to God. I'm struck by St. Paul's coupling of asking with giving thanks. There is um, a saintly Capuchin friar from Detroit, Michigan, 
and our brother Thomas Aquinas has a direct uh, relationship in some way with uh, Blessed Sylvanus Casey. And people would go to him from all over. He was a kind of Irish-American Padre Pio. And people would go to him and ask for prayers. And invariably, Father Solanus would say, after having heard their request, now, thank God ahead of time. Thank God ahead of time. And that's really what St. Paul is saying in the word given us today. Ask, yes, ask. But in asking, already begin to thank God. And then St. Paul concludes with this extraordinary promise, and the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. St. Paul gives us the key to a worry-free life. The means to stop grumbling and fretting. St. Benedict calls it murmuring. And trying to manage and control everything. In everything, he says, by prayer, let your requests be made known to God. If you have something on your heart, bring it to God and leave it with him. St. Paul sends us to prayer because in prayer God accomplishes the things that of ourselves and by ourselves we are unable to do. In prayer we wait. Much of prayer is waiting. <coughs> we wait, all of us, the weak, the poor, the misshapen, the broken, and the wounded, we wait for God to act. We wait for God's gifts of grace and loveliness and joy. When Mother Yvonne Aimée, a saintly figure who is dear to our community, went to prayer, she used to say to our Lord, I come to thee, O my God, that thou mightest give to me to ask of thee, to hope, to humble myself, to submit, O my King of love, do thou in my soul the wondrous works of thy goodness. It's a beautiful thing to pray in that way, to go before God, to lay oneself open to his divine action and to say, work away. It is in prayer, especially in adoring silence before the Blessed Sacrament, that we experience the truth of something the prophet Sophonius said, another of the Advent prophets. He said, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee, his prophecy points ultimately to the Most Holy Eucharist, doesn't it? God with us. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty, Nothing is impossible to him. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with gladness. He will be silent in his love. 
This describes the most holy sacrament of the altar. What do we see when we look at the sacred host? A God who for our sakes has made himself silent in his love. He will be silent in his love. He will be joyful over thee in praise. I do treasure that one mysterious phrase of the prophecy of Sophonius. He will be silent in his love. Silebit in dilectione sua. The silence of Christ loving us in the mystery of his Eucharistic advent in the host is the wellspring of all our joy. Join him in his Eucharistic silence and he will give you the joy of his dilexio. That Latin word doesn't simply mean love, it means the love by which the lover singles out the beloved. It's a very special word, dilection. The love by which he singles you out, cherishes you, and reveals himself as the bridegroom of the soul. To us who know not how to pray as we ought, the Holy Ghost communicates the perfect and all-sufficient prayer of Christ himself. The prayer that is ceaseless in the silence of the host. Joy to you in the Lord at all times. Once again I wish you joy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> Yeah.